Hello and welcome, everybody. We are back with the Void Playground. Uh, I'm joined again by Jumpman, and of course, we got JD here. We have a really fun podcast planned for you guys. Um, we're going to be talking about the Mario movie and, and kind of like a little bit movies in general and things like that. Um, but we're going to start off. Uh, JD has not seen the Mario movie, and neither have I. Um, Jumpman, what are your... Uh, actually, let's just start from the beginning. How big of a Mario fan are you? I am a pretty big Mario fan. Okay, like, uh, how far do you go back? Well, I mean, back to the 90s, I'd say. I mean, I grew up with the Mario video games. Um, actual, yeah, like, Super Mario World and uh, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo were my first uh, games that I played. And I was probably, like, seven years old at the time when I got a Super Nintendo. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people don't know, but this is not the first, um, you know, big attempt at a Super Mario movie, right? There was the one with... Um, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, right? Yes. Did you ever watch that one? Yes. How did you feel about that? It is not a good movie. If you are a big Mario fan, it's worth watching because it's one of those things like it's it's so bad that it's good. Or it's yeah, it, it's worth checking out just to kind of you know, just to see. Yeah, they also made um an animated one, didn't they? As well. There there's a yeah, there is a I haven't seen that, but I know of it. There was a Japanese anime Mario movie that came out before the live action film. So real quick, JD, what's your kind of, before we move on, what's your kind of experience with Mario? Well, I play uh, Super Mario on the Nintendo 64. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it was, Mario is, I like Mario. I've been playing Mario ever since I was a little kid too, as well. Um, Nintendo 64 was my first introduction to it. And then uh, it went on to the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and uh, other game, other Nintendo uh, platforms. Yeah. So my first Mario game was actually um, the first one for the NES. Um, my dad had an NES, played that one, and then of course I, I skipped all, the whole Super Nintendo era. I went straight to like the N sixty four, and then I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really play much. You know, I, I played Mario, yeah, like you said for the Game Boy and the DS and things like that, but. I didn't really get into it, you know. Um, obviously, everyone knows who Mario is. Everybody, I would argue that Mario is just as recognizable as Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's there's a long history here. You know, Nintendo. You know, they they kind of were kind of scared out of the movie business almost with with the uh, the, you know, the John Leguizamo and and. Uh, um, Bob, 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 yeah, sorry, Bob Hoskins one, you know, and uh, it's interesting to me, just like you know, the reception for this movie. So we'll jump right into it real quick. So, Jumpman, what are your thoughts on the movie as a Mario fan? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, the Mario movie, I highly recommend going to see. Okay, um, you are in for a fun time. So it's a, it's a fun time at the movies, you know. Yes. Um, so now, okay, before we kind of get into like the, the general story, which obviously we're not going to have any spoilers for, um, how did you feel about the casting of each, uh, how do you feel about, uh, Chris Pratt as Mario? I was going to ask that too. I, I, oh, what were you saying, JD? I was going to ask the same question too. Oh, okay. Um, I was hesitant about it. I was very iffy. Um, after seeing the movie... I I am okay, I'm okay. I'm a little more okay with it. Okay. I mean, it, yes, it should have been Charles Martinet voicing Mario, but I'm I'm I was satisfied. Okay. How do you feel? And we're gonna go down the list here. How do you feel about Anya Taylor Joy's Peach? Oh, amazing. Okay. So so the Peach Peach was amazing. Peach was definitely better cast. You're saying than Mario? Yes. Okay. She she was probably my favorite in the whole movie, actually, as far as like acting personality. 
So she really kind of embodies the character of Peach. Would you would you feel okay if she voiced Peach in the video games? Or is that kind of like not really? The thing, oh, the, the other thing is also is that for me, I've actually met the voice of Peach, uh, the last two voices of Peach in the video games. Because uh, Jen Taylor voiced Peach during the GameCube era, and Samantha Kelly is the current voice of Princess Peach in the video games. And I've actually gotten to meet both of them. So that, that was pretty cool. Who's your favorite, like, but, Peach voice actress? Uh, the. Uh, right. well, the current one—that's that's, that's kind of hard to say. That's kind of that's a that's a tough comparison because I'm basically comparing the video games to the movie. I I I think Samantha Kelly, the current voice of Princess Peach, is good for the video games, but I really did enjoy Anya Taylor Joy's uh, performance as Peach in the movie. For the movie. She's she's really but, yeah she's she's really like. These last few years, she's like exploded. Uh, JD, how do you feel about Anya Taylor Joy? I'm just curious, just in general. Uh, which movie was she part of? Like, she um she was in um Queen's Gambit. Oh, I like the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, the Queen's Gambit. Was really I haven't good. seen Queen's Gambit, but I saw her in Peaky Blinders. Um, I saw her in um. It's the one about the chef um, menu. The menu. She was really good in that one. Um, I've seen her, yeah, and some. I've seen her in a couple of things. She's she's pretty good, in, and uh, yeah. So um, an, another interesting choice for casting in the Mario movie. Uh, how did you feel about Charlie Day as Luigi? Oh, I I was satisfied. I was happy. That's that good. worked. Yeah, that, that's good. That, I'm glad that that worked. Uh, that that was one I was worried about. And Jack Black as Bowser. How did you feel about that? I I was surprised when I first heard that Jack Black was going to be Bowser. I, my reaction was pretty much similar to Chris Pratt as Mario, but once <laughs> I heard Jack Black voicing Bowser in the trailers, I was a bit more satisfied because I, I was surprised to see that Jack Black was doing a voice. Like it, he's not using like his natural voice. Oh, he's okay. So that's good. That's good. He's like actually playing like a, a really like you know kind of a, a Bowser like character, but, or actually literally Bowser, right? Yeah, but I will say, I feel like you get a sense of Jack Black in Bowser. Like they kind of infused Jack Black into Bowser. Oh, see, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, so they did. A, there, there is one point where they really went all out with the Jack Black Bowser thing, but it was which made me laugh out loud. But I, I mean, I'm not, I can't spoil that. Of course, yeah, no. So, mm-hmm. so but, it sounds like, yeah. I mean, you know, Jack Black. You know, he's one of those actors. You know, we've all at least seen one or two Jack Black movies. You know, School of Rock is really great, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously, it's still the my favorite Destiny. movie. Oh, is it really? Yeah, School of Rock is still my favorite movie of uh, what he played in. Oh, good. I, I like Shallow Hal, even though like a lot of people didn't like that movie, but I like it. That was it. okay. Shallow Hal was okay. Um, yeah, Jack Black's got a bit, a little bit of a resurgence going on. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He was in the new. Uh, he was in the new season of Mandalorian. Have you seen that episode yet? Yes, I did. That was that, that blew my mind away. Seeing him and Christopher Lloyd side by side. Oh yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. That was that was that was nuts, dude. Spoilers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, right. Oh, did you have you not seen it? I'm waiting for all season three to come out. So it, it's all out it. now. It's all out. It is all I'm out. Bench watching it this weekend. Oh d- well. <laughs> I mean, look, this is, okay, like, going off on a little, like, you know, we'll get back to the Mario yeah, thing yeah. real quick, but um, I personally, like, season three is my least favorite season so far of The Mandalorian. Really? That's just my opinion. Okay. I'm not saying it's bad, okay. I just think season one and two were a little bit stronger. That's just okay. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, going back to Mario, though, uh, you know, Jumpman, uh, so, you know, we're kind of going down the list here. Uh, uh, how did you feel about, uh, was it, uh, Michael Keegan, or not, ah, Keegan? As uh, as Toad, oh that that was hilarious. So it sounds to me like the you know the cast like you know they really you know I mean it, it sounds to me like correct me if I'm wrong but Chris Pratt maybe might be the weakest member of the cast. Not that he was bad, but yeah, I would yeah yeah not to say that he was bad. Yeah, he he did okay. He did he did better than I expected, but he was probably the weakest part of it. 
So now here's one that, you know, like I'm hearing, um, you know, a lot of interesting stuff about, and that is Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. How'd you feel about that? I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I, yeah, I, I would say I'm okay with it. It, it worked, especially after seeing the movie. I, I, it was jarring at first, but after seeing the movie, it's like, you just get used to it and it's like, you know what? It works. So would you be cool or would you be, uh, if they made like a Donkey Kong spinoff movie with, uh, starring Seth Rogen? Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I find it interesting, you yeah. know. They they really, um, you know, you have a lot of like kind of comedic. A lot of these comedic actors, they have like good comedic timing. You know what I mean, and yeah. things like that. And so you're able to do that. So like, okay, so uh, going down the list, you had. Um, oh goodness, see now I'm getting a phone call. Hmm. Yeah, we're we're definitely getting more Mario movies and probably spinoff films. So, because this movie is performing really well in the box office. So we're going to talk about the box office here in a second, okay? But um, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. That one, it was it, it was fine. It was fine. I it wasn't like uh, it was like a huge standout for me, but it worked. Yeah, I was okay with it. There's others. That was basically the main cast, um, for, for you know. But like, you know, this movie—it's interesting to me, right? So I, I've seen um, pretty much every movie about this movie, and I'll, I'll probably have to go see this movie here pretty soon. But um, you know, I mean, Mario is one of those franchises that you know you, you have so much like history, like for, for in video gaming, but just like um, it, it's just interesting that like we're kind of like seeing like, you know, with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and obviously this movie, we're seeing like good video game movies, right? Cause like video game movies have been notoriously like bad. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's interesting to me. So let's talk about like, um, we're going to get back to the box office thing real quick. JD, oh. you saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I did. How did you feel about that movie? Okay. So, it was actually pretty good. Um, I was hesitant to watch it. I messaged you on Discord. I was like, oh, I don't know. Should I watch it? I'm really hesitant. Um, but you said it was pretty good, and I have to agree. It was pretty good. The movie, to me, was shockingly good. Like, Because I, yeah. I went in, like, expecting just, okay, like, it might be okay. But it yeah. was like, it was like I, I was blown away by that movie, honestly. And... You know, it, it's a fun like like it's it's a really fun movie. I, I it's a really fun movie, mm-hmm. and um, so here's where the box office stuff comes in. Okay, so I mean D and D, great movie. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. it. It's it's hilarious. Chris Pine is this might be one of Chris Pine's best movies. Like it, it, he it's he's so good. Um, yeah, he's really hilarious in this movie. I loved, uh, you know, Michelle Rodriguez in the movie. Um, the, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil who's in the movie, like as a cameo. But it's it's hilarious. I mean, uh, they're going to see it through the cast listing anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you know, not everybody looks at the cast listing, but um, I just thought that that cameo was was freaking hilarious. Um, and you know, but yeah, you have like I thought like the cast was really great in in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so Sophia Lillis, I, I love her. She's really great mm-hmm. as the, as the druid. Um, so it was just an all around, just amazing movie. Now here's what's interesting to me. Okay, um, fun, you know, you know, D fun movie. This movie is actually struggling at the box office. It had a hundred fifty million dollar budget. It only made hundred fifty eight million, which you know, it's making something. But you know, I, I think this one in Shazam is also um, struggling a little bit at the box office. Um, and the Mario movie is just blowing everybody away. Like it's, it's, it had a hundred million dollar budget and it's made 729 million. So well, granted Mario is more world, uh, worldwide. Like it's more known. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, It's like very niche. Well, okay. JD, the, 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 the point is though, that, um, I'm not a big D&D fan, you know, but I, I think that 
if a movie's good, I think I think people will see it. You know, so, I mean, that hasn't been the case though. Like, you know, there was um, like in 2021 we had the Last Duel, which is an amazing movie by Ridley Scott, and people just didn't see it. Um, I understand what you're saying. You know, like you know, there's the pop culture element. I, I totally get that. Um, but I think I think there also has to be a good movie underneath there. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, obviously. But um, people want to go see more Mario than they're going to see D and D. You know, because a lot of people don't know what D and D even is. Well, yeah, I mean the same the same argument can be made for like um, Marvel, right? You know, pe- people, you know, like now they they they're more, they'd be more into Marvel things than they would in, into uh, into video game related stuff, right? Yeah. But this movie has also blown past Ant Man and the Wasp. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's an interesting. I mean, as far as I could be wrong, but I think this is the highest grossing movie based off of, vid- of a video game. I could be wrong. It is. Okay, so yeah. you know, I it's mean, actually, it's actually the high. It's not only that, but it's also the highest grossing uh, opening for an animated film of all time in general. So you know, I, I mean, there's an interesting shift. You know, so you have the the pop culture element of, of the movie, and then good word of mouth. Uh, obviously, the advertising was good. Um, I, I think the video game movies, like like you know, specifically like Sonic and and this one. Are kind of getting away from like you know like remember like Resident Evil and and things like that and other videos like Max Payne where mm-hmm. maybe the movies aren't quite as based off of the the source material where this one from what I'm seeing is is pretty like they're trying to lean heavily into the the Mario the character of Mario and just really the uh, the video game source material material uh, Jumpman would you would you agree with that statement? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of acknowledgement and Easter eggs to the to a various different Mario games throughout its history. Um, yeah. The plot, yeah, the plot isn't from anything specific. Yeah, and you know, for for me, you know, I, I think what's interesting is um, I think the interesting thing about like video game movies is like we want them to be good. You know, uh, Rampage. Did you guys watch that one? Yes. No, I did not watch that one. <laughs> that one was really. I liked Rampage. That was a good video game adaptation. But we've got that was so fun. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a good one. I I liked it. Um, you know, and you know, there, there's there's works. You know, and there's talks about maybe making like a Metroid movie and maybe making a Zelda movie. Jumpman, how do you feel about that? I would love to see both. Zelda and a Metroid movie that would be really cool. Um, actually, uh, it would actually be really cool to go even further than that and create a Nintendo cinematic universe, if you will. NCU. Oh, that's interesting. Very that's interesting. interesting. So, to lead up to a Super Smash Bros. movie. That would be crazy, but um, I'm down. I mean, I think they should like. I mean, obviously, you have like your your. You know, flagship characters like Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, you know, and and Samus, uh, Kirby. Obviously, they could they could do. Um, you know, be a really interesting Nintendo movie. Actually, would be um, um, what's it what's it called? Uh, Earthbound. They should do an Earthbound. I think that'd be like really good. I, it could be good. I just don't know if they would do that. I, I don't know. It would it would be a while before we see an Earthbound film. I feel like from Nintendo. Of course, of course, yeah. Because I, they I, would do they would do a Zelda film. They would do a Metroid film. They do all kinds of films before. They're going to do the that. ones that they're going to do the ones that want, that are, that are going to make money, right? You know. Yeah. And you know, going back to D and D, it's like um, this is. I mean, like the like I said, the movie was was amazing, um, and. I think, like, in the 2000s, you know, we talked about a little bit of this on our... Joe, man, I don't know if you were here for the uh, Historical Epics podcast, but we talked about how, like, the fantasy genre... Like, that was the biggest genre in the 2000s, right? You had Lord of the Rings, you had Harry Potter, you had yeah. all of the... You know, you had all that stuff. And w- w- we've been trying to do a resurgence of, you know, historical epics and um, kind of fantasy, these little fun fantasy movies, right? Like I think it was a good call, and JD, you can chime in on this one. I think it was a good call to make D and D like a a comedy, fun fantasy movie rather than just another retread of like every fantasy movie we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
you know, and, but I think like with the low box office numbers of all these things, I think some of it's going to go to TV. You know, I think they, they're uh, announcing a TV series. Mm-hmm. And I also think that like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think we, we might not see these type of movies for a long time, you know? And, and, and that's like the other, that's the flip side of it. Right. Like, I mean, as, as fun as the MCU is right. As, as cool as the MCU is as cool as um, these, these super blockbusters are, you know, I think there's a, like, we're, I think as as like moviegoers, we're kind of missing out, you know, on some stuff. I watched um, Renfield, right? It's the one with uh, Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt. Uh, it's an Aquafina's in it as well. It is, it's hilarious. Um, rated R, so for anyone watching this, you know, it's a rated R movie, but it, it is absolutely funny. And Nicolas Cage is amazing as Dracula. Like, I need more of that in my life. Like, <laughs> I need more Nicolas Cage Dracula, but. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like John Wick did pretty good. Um, Scream did really well. I'm just going off the ones I've seen. Uh, I watched Air, and I don't know how that one's doing, but I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting. Like Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, John Man, did you see that one once or twice? I went and saw that once. Okay, so I think I, I was actually with you when we saw it, and um, I, yeah, I think so. I, I've seen it twice, and uh, this is just, I mean, for me, I was kind of like. You know, after I got out of the theater, I was like, oh, yeah, it was really awesome. But then, like, I watched it, like, the second time I watched it, it was, I don't know. I, I think the charm of the first Ant-Man movie, and tell me if you can agree with this, Jumpman, like, and uh, JD, it was like a little heist movie, right? Like, kind of a fun little heist movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania was, like, this really big, like, just CGI, like, I don't know. Not that, not that it was bad, but I just I just felt like we're getting so much. We're almost getting like CGI overload. Like how, I don't know, John Man, how do you feel about that? Do you think like the MCU and popcorn popcorn films as we know them? Do you think it's getting a little bit bloated in the market, or how do you feel about that? Uh, I I've been I've been personally enjoying the MCU still for the most part because I am really looking forward to the King Dynasty seeing that get adapted. For, as an Avengers film, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, JD, what about and, you? Uh, I oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, jump man. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, oh, sorry. I was I was gonna say like like Shang Chi was really good. Um, I thought um, let me Anna the Wasp. I thought was good actually. Uh, um, it's. Yeah, Black Panther was all right. Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness, I thought was pretty good. I, I like that one. Yeah. I really like that one. That was yeah. good. I, I love Sam Raimi. I'm a huge Sam Raimi guy. Yeah. The yeah, the Disney Plus shows, those are kind of a little maybe a little more of a hit and miss. But I think Marvel is listening and they're kind of starting to space and base their shows out a little more. Yeah, I just like, you know, mm-hmm. for me personally, I just um I don't know. I just like the popcorn market is a little, it's a little bloated. We're starting to see a little bit of, a little bit of bloating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I do are, agree with that. Are they bad? No. Um, but it's, I, I think sometimes like for, for your people that aren't hardcore MCU fans or aren't hardcore comic book fans, they're like, what do I need to watch? Like literally every single thing do I, or, you know, and I think, you know, uh, they're making it a little bit more clear, like, okay, hey, you don't have to literally watch every single thing to understand what's going on, you know? Um, you might be like, who's that character, you know, or whatever, but uh, I think for the most part, you can understand what's going on. Uh, but JD, how do you feel? Do you feel like um, the market's a little bit bloated? How do you feel about the whole popcorn movie thing? I actually feel the same way you do. I think back then, Marvel was good. They did it, like, every few years or whatever, and then suddenly they start ramping up the movies, and I'm just like now I'm just like kind of burnt out a little bit of Marvel, um, to be honest. That's why I didn't go see uh, the recent Ant Man movie because I've been a little bit burnt out of uh, of the Marvel movies. Um, if they just like spread it out like they used to, like every other year, then maybe I'll be back into it. But right now it's just a little overload, a little burnt out. Yeah. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think like the, you know, like I mean, okay. Like, my favorite superheroes, like, I can count them on one hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the superheroes, like, you, like, you don't have enough time to be into literally everything. You know what I mean? 
like to read every comic book to like be a fan of every single hero you know and um you know people people compare like marvel movies to like westerns right how like there was a huge like massive um boom of westerns in the 60s but really I, th- I think you can, like, the comparison is really, like, the Universal Monsters, actually, where you had, like, you had, like, you know, the Mummy, you had Dracula, you had the Wolfman, and you had Frankenstein, and then they'd, like, they'd all meet in one movie, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had the Hammer films, obviously, like, the Dracula Hammer films and the Dracula, like, Frankenstein films of, like, the 50s and 60s, you know? And I think that, you know, it's, like... I don't know. It's interesting. I think a lot of these Marvel movies, and and this is not nothing against their quality, but I think a lot of them are going to be forgotten to time. That's just my opinion, though. Like, I think, like, I think our kids are going to be like, "What? There was like a sequel to Ant Man?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That that's just me, though. Um, and and that's why I think, like, okay, so movies like the Mario movie, right? Like Mario, it's it's the same in the sense that it is a popcorn film, but it's something different. It's it's a video game adaptation. Um. Speaking of video game adaptations, we've been talking a little bit about Sonic. Jumpman, how did you feel about the two Sonic movies? I enjoyed them. I I loved them. Uh, I thought they were I thought they were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, especially the second one with just because we got Knuckles and Tails and they dived a little more into the lore of Sonic. Edris Alba as Knuckles was one of the best casting choices. I mean, like I, I didn't think it was gonna work, but it like it really worked actually. I thought that was I thought yes. it was hilarious. Like um but yeah so you know going back to the you know mario in general the mario movie you know um what would you like to see first a sequel to this movie or maybe like a donkey kong spinoff like what would you like to see what's the next thing you'd like to see in the the mario movie cinematic universe or whatever i I think a donkey kong spinoff would would probably uh, be nice to see i could that's i feel like that's what nintendo would do next before doing a Mario sequel. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good idea, you know, and I think what's interesting about, like, you know, th- this type of stuff, you know, stuff coming out of Japan is there's, like, a nice, like, resurgence uh, of the culture and everything like that. Um, we're getting a, a sequel to Godzilla versus Kong, right? Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, that movie actually, speaking of movies that blew me away, that movie, that movie was really good, if you guys haven't seen that one yet, but um i know it's like it's like oh america you guys can't you guys just can't do godzilla just don't don't try it you know we failed once right which i don't know that that movie did you watch the 1998 godzilla movie jump man uh no i haven't oh i don't yeah yeah no i don't usually watch uh the any of those monster movies jd what about you did you watch did you watch that one the 1998 godzilla i do not remember it's got matthew broderick say no just in case Uh, okay (laughs) <laughs> but like I don't know, the new ones are pretty fun. Like I, I think I think the new ones definitely, um, as far as American you know kaiju movies, I, I think we I think we you know we're doing we're doing pretty good. I'm happy with them. Um, so Nintendo, the thing about Nintendo is they're kind of like the Disney and the Apple in a way of of video gaming. Would you agree with that, uh, John Man? Yeah. Yes. You know they have these really like interesting you know very memorable iconic. Uh, systems and games and and characters and franchises um you know and you know it's one of those it's one of those companies that like you know how do we you know it's like there's so much there's so much there you know and a lot of people don't know but nintendo wasn't always a video game company right yes you know and and it's just it's just interesting that like a a rebranding or a, a a change you know and, and something can just change, you know, like just, just the way we see a company, right? Like you, you ask anybody, you know, um, like you ask anybody from like, you know, like if you wind the clocks back to the fifties, like, oh yeah, so Nintendo. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, the card company, like the playing card company, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, you know, the Nintendo we know today, you know, kind of came out of the, obviously the, you know, the, you know, with, with Donkey Kong and obviously the NES and things like that. So um, I don't know. It's, it's it's really cool. Like I think it's just really cool that like Nintendo's expanding now into movies, and and I think and Jumpman, you can you can tell me what you think about this, but I think like in the previous decades, really before like Sonic and and Mario 
do and things like that. As far as the movies go, I feel like companies didn't really take the video game seriously. I feel like they didn't take the the lore seriously or or the the source material. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I w- yeah I would. I I think the uh, the reason why video game movies are getting better now is because I think thirty years ago the directors and writers most of them didn't grow up with video games like we did so i think it's more of a generational thing and directors nowadays uh like the young actors like they actually did grow up playing these video games yeah i I, I think that's yeah i i can agree with that completely honestly i i think that that is that's exactly what it is you know um and it's just, I think we're going to get more good stuff, and, and hopefully we can get some, good, a good live action, you know, Resident Evil movie. It'd be really cool to see Halo, you know, that, that doesn't, uh, that isn't bad. Uh, no, no offense mm-hmm. to people who worked on that movie. Um, or, or you mean the Paramount Plus series, Halo? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like we need to, you know, just, just, I think the safest thing is stick to the source material. You know what I mean? Because like, People that are going to watch these movies are obviously fans of the movie or of the of the franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be like adapting Harry Potter into a sci-fi. It just wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of Harry Potter, how do you feel about the uh, the Max series? Yeah, the H2O Max series. Uh, no, no, <laughs> they're, they're they're dropping they're dropping the HBO and just um, doing Max now. They're, yeah, they're going to do a series. Oh my god, I saw a meme today uh, while scrolling through Instagram. Um, basically, it's you know the last scene of the movie where um, Harry confronts Snape at in the uh, the dining hall. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like how dare you stand where he stood? <laughs> well, you know, look, um, and and I was kind of like thinking that too, uh-huh. right? You know what I mean? But I think like we have to. This is what we have to understand, guys. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's uh, sorry, and the Sorcerer's Stone came out like the movie came out in two thousand one. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, it, it, it was a while ago. It, okay. it, it was a long time ago. I don't mind them doing a series as long as they don't go. Um, they don't like stray away from the source material too much. You know, know, here's my my humble opinion. Obviously, we have a soft spot for Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and and, and the whole cast of Harry Potter. Obviously, we have a soft spot for those movies. We literally grew up watching those movies, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I I was what I think I was nine years old when that movie came out. So um, I literally grew up watching the movies. I've seen every single one in theaters. I've seen all the Fantastic Beast movies. So obviously, yeah, we're going to have that soft spot for the movies. But I think for a new generation, like, they're going to do it in seasons, from my understanding. And, and each season is yeah. going to be yeah. of episodes. I think it's an opportunity to, you know, retell the story, you know, to a new generation. And also, you know, bring in some of the source material, right? Bring in, like, mm-hmm. you know, certain certain plots and certain elements that they just couldn't fit into the movies. Yeah, yeah. like... The elves, uh, the side uh, quest for the elves. Sure, sure, uh, yeah. And, like, all that stuff. Like, basically, all the things that the movies did not get to put in, I hope that the new series, it gets to implement that. Now, are they, are, are they, are they going to catch lightning in a bottle like they did with the, the casting? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think Harry Potter, the franchise, has, like, some of the best casting. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for an adaptation, for, like, a... The casting um, is definitely where I'm most worried about. Yeah, so I mean, but, they really, they really got to find you know young actors, obviously English actors that that can actually mm-hmm. act. Number one and number two, that are going to be around for the, you know, seven years, you know, for the seven seasons or whatever that we're going to get for this eight seasons if you so, include the Cursed Child. I want to ask you guys both a question: If you guys are the ones in the casting, uh, in the casting. Uh, role right who would you cast i'm not talking about the kids i'm not talking about harry hermione and yeah. Ron. i'm talking about professor mcgonagall i'm talking about snape and dumbledore and like the adults who would you cast it, it, it's be? i can't see right now i cannot see anyone but the actors that have, that have already played them 
in those roles. That's just that's just me personally right now at this point. Uh, if I had some time to think about it, I could probably put together yeah, a dream some, team. Yeah, some of them probably could still play those roles. Like, sure. like Michael, was Michael Gambon that played Dumbledore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, because I feel like he could still be Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, true. He, he's old. like, yeah. Yeah, and McGonagall was, is pretty much the same way. Like, I feel like he could still... But I mean, Alan Rickman passed away, unfortunately. So that that he will have to recast. I, I mean, he, uh, look, I think that um, it's so tough because, like, it, it you know, the whole situation is opinions, right? And you have to get a cast that meshes together, that has good chemistry, that like, like Alan Rickman was. He just was so good at like being Snape. Yeah. So yes. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Like, and like he. I don't know, like like he, his, his expressions and like his timing for Snape, like mm-hmm. yeah. when reading the books, like okay, like when reading the books, like you know, you don't really envision, or I didn't really envision, like Alan Rickman or or even even Ray Fiennes, right? Like as those two characters, right? So Snape and Voldemort, but what they did with the characters, like now I see them, like okay, like this is this is Snape, this is Voldemort, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess you mean. You know, and I mean, so it, it's it's one of those situations, you know, and I mean, casting's important, obviously, for, for anything. And, and it's the thing about, you know, when you have an ensemble cast as big as Harry Potter, like mm-hmm. you have to make sure you get everything right. Like you got to make sure that, you know, you know, from from Jenny Weasley up to like, you know, Lucius Malfoy is cast, you know, just expertly. Even um, the, the small side characters has to be cast perfectly. I, I can agree with that, you know. I, I, I actually have a thought for because I've been thinking about this for some time. Um, I was thinking it would be cool if Daniel Radcliffe had like a silent cameo appearance as Harry's father. James oh, Potter. yeah, that would be good. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. Yeah, as a, as a silent cameo, like Harry in the mirror of Ira said in the first season, like he mm. sees Daniel Radcliffe as James Potter. That'd be cool. Uh, I'd be okay. down with that. Like, you know, or, um, and, um, it would be actually awesome if, uh, Rupert Grant also had a cameo appearance playing Charlie Weasley. Oh, yes. Who comes to See? Say, See? To rescue the dragon yeah, that... in the first book. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, that, that, see? Okay. Yeah, I, I think that, like, you know, going back to, like, Nintendo stuff, right? Like, you know, part of what makes, you know, uh, you know, this movie fun and exciting is, like I said, that the cast, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, casting, you know, just really good people. So going back now, now that we we, we all we've kind we gone we're gonna go full circle. So going back to the um, the Super Mario Bros. movie from you know nineteen ninety yeah. three, um, Bob Hoskins as Mario. How did you feel, Jumpman? It was fun. I Bob Hoskins is great. Um, I mean, the acting is the acting is good. It's just the writing is the problem with that movie. I th- I think the thing about that movie, and, and I'd I'd watched it a long time ago. I think the thing about that movie is, I think grown adults like we're not the target audience. You know what I mean? Having said that, you know, Mario was still relatively young when that movie came out. Yeah. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, like Mario was you know, was relatively young, um, and you know, also video game adaptations were very young. In fact, I could be wrong, but that might be the first live action feature length movie based off of a video game. Yeah, I, I believe so. So I mean, it's just interesting. Like, so I mean, in a way, that movie is as bad as people say it is. It was a box office bomb. It kind of paved the way, right? Yeah. For, for for kind of what we have today, like, um, you know, and I, I think we had to go through this era of just bad video game movies to to kind of get to, like, people saying, okay, hey, you know, maybe maybe we need to like reevaluate, you know, the whole thing. So real quick, um, John, man, what's your favorite Super Mario Bros. game, or what's your favorite Mario? In the Mario franchise, oh uh, man, they um, like Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Like uh, that, that one I have special fond memories of as growing up, as from a nostalgia point. 
Mario 64 is amazing. Of course, but yeah. like, yeah, Mario Odyssey that just came out is definitely really, really good. JD, what about you? I have to go with the classic, uh, Super Mario, Super Mario Bro. Uh, I mean, Super Mario, yeah, just Super Mario, yeah, Super Mario Bro on the uh, 64. Oh, 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 Super Mario 64? Yeah, Super Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, You know, for me, you know, um, I grew up obviously playing Super Mario 64. I grew up playing a lot of the ones on on Game Boy. um, The the, the NES, I'm sorry, the Super Nintendo remakes uh, on the the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. I played those. So um, I do like Super Mario World. Um, But yeah, I'm going to have to go with Mario 64 as well. Just for, just for nostalgic reasons, yeah, yeah. Not, not that it's necessarily that a better game, played. but uh, yeah. Mario Super Mario Three was also really I like that one. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, a lot, lot of memories, guys, a lot of memories. And so, I mean, that's the thing about that character is, you, you know, um, did you guys play like the spinoffs, like for the Wii, like the Mario and Sonic um, Olympic I, one? I, I didn't play those ones. I never got around to Sonic Olympic Games, Mario and Sonic Olympic Games. Uh, I've wanted to try it out, but I never got got around to that. So, I played. I mean, I played plenty of Mario Kart and Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mario Kart real quick, okay? Uh, they just released Disney Speedstorm, and apparently, it's pretty decent. Uh, Jumpman, are, are, do you feel like maybe you should check it out, or do you feel like no, nah, it's it's not? If it. I, I don't like freemium. Oh, that's right. That's right. You mentioned that. You mentioned that. Yeah. I, I If it wasn't for that, I would get it hands down. Wow. There's a premium, right? No, it's uh, it's freemium. Meaning like there's a, it's it's free to play, but you have to kind of it, like pay stuff, you know, for like. Oh, oh I got you. I get yeah. You. Like, like I've looked at the stuff. I've looked at what, what you get. Like you have to put, put out like 70 bucks just to have like seven or eight characters playable and oh, some other nice. customizations and i i don't know it, it's it's just the content is super it's just super lacking it's mm, i get you the yeah. game you know i don't know i mean the game looks good but i, I don't know i'm just there's so many games coming out that, like, I just don't know if yeah. I have the, the time, the energy. Um, already play Mario Kart. They're already releasing, you know, Mario Kart DLC. You know, um, yeah. So just, just like on, you know, we're talking about Mario. Who do you think the next character is going to be for Mario Kart, John? Man, uh, I honestly, I feel like Pauline has a really strong chance. You don't think because, it's gonna be funky? I don't think so. It's more likely Diddy Kong and Funky Kong. Is Diddy Kong's not even in the game yet? Funky Kong oh. was the most broken character in Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Space Muffin. So. <laughs> So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I think Pauline. Yeah, I think Diddy would be. A, I think uh, you know honestly, they need to add because like Donkey Kong is literally the only Kong in the movie or in the in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he's like literally the only. I think he's the only one from the Donkey Kong franchise actually, other than Mario. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mario Kart Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Diddy, Diddy Kong, Kong. definitely. Yeah, we need Diddy Kong for sure. Mm-hmm. And Pauline would be a great addition. Like Pauline got added into like uh, Mario Golf, like the new Mario Golf game, and Pauline's also, I don't know, what the new Mario, the new Mario Soccer game. That what's that? Oh, called? Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Pauline is playable in those new in new ones. So Pauline's ever since Odyssey came out, Pauline has been popping up in spinoff games. Okay, uh, another interesting question to you guys. Okay, we're gonna start with Jumpman. Um, you know, when we were kids, you, we would get like sequels to video games, like almost a year after they came out, sometimes two years. And now we have to wait five, 10 plus years, uh, to get certain, you know, to get some sequels to video games. Um, obviously 
you know, there's a logistical element to that where people, you know, obviously it takes longer, there's bigger budgets, you know, I more graphics and things like that. But do you, do you like today's model more where like we 10 years, you know, we, you know, when we, we get another Mario Kart game or whatever. Uh, how do you feel about that, John, man? Well, that, that only happened with Mario Kart 8, the Mario Kart 8. No, it, but, it, but it happened, it happened with they keep putting out new it, uh, DLC. It happened with Mario Kart 8. It's happened with The Sims. It's happened with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto in general. Yeah. It's yes. happened with Counter Strike. It's happened with um, Diablo. It's happened with. I mean, I, the, the list goes on and 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 on. Final Fantasy, same thing. Where we just, you know, not quite ten years, but we have to wait quite a while to get a new Final Fantasy game. Um, I, but- I have to say about the Final Fantasy one, right? Because I ordered i pre-ordered the final fantasy 15 and it was the storyline was very disappointing was lacking okay the fight sequence everything like that was really good the only thing that for me it was the storyline just didn't do it for me I and that's the reason why i was okay with waiting for final fantasy 16 so i could see what the storyline was and so that they could develop it more uh, because the fact is that 15 was a total disappointment for me. We're going to have a whole Final Fantasy podcast, and I'm going to bring on a Final Fantasy expert, okay, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but oh, John, man, how, I don't know. Like, okay, I just mentioned a bunch of games that had long, like, we still haven't seen sequels to them. Skyrim right. is another one. Um, you know, how do you feel about, like, these long waits, just in general, in the industry? Well, when you... When you meant, when you brought up Grand Theft Auto Five, I definitely agree with that one, and I because I've been really waiting for Grand Theft Auto Six to come out, and they're finally in the work. It's finally in the works. Supposedly, it should be coming out in the next in the next couple of years, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, okay, so um, I'm okay with it. You know, um, I think as long as the game is good when it finally does come out, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, I'm cool with waiting. Uh, JD, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I have a similar uh, mindset. The thing is that for me, it's like, I don't mind waiting. Like, just for example, Kingdom Hearts. Like, we've been waiting years for Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts 3 was actually pretty good. I liked it. Um, yeah. yeah. So for me, I don't mind waiting for a game to come out, like a sequel of a game to come out, as long as... It's worth waiting for. Okay, so now we're going to flip the question. Okay. Uh, okay, so back in the day, you know, okay, so I, I, we're going to use Star Wars as an example because that's the easiest one. Mm-hmm. There were three years in between each movie. Mm-hmm. So do you, and, and now we, you know, like we said with Marvel and things like that, we go back, we, it's like bang, 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 bang movie, you know, three movies every like year or whatever, right? Do you think we should go, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, but do you think we should go back to, Every three-ish years, you know, we get we get like a big Star Wars movie. You know, rather than rather than them just pumping stuff out, I don't know. How do you feel about just just in general about like that on a conceptual level? Um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, they should wait like at least a year or two, and then come out with a new movie. Just give it time. You know, give it time to marinate a little bit. You know, Jumpman, how do you feel? Yeah, I I would agree. Especially since Disney can't figure out Star Wars. I, at I least not with their movies. I think Star Wars specifically, um, you know, they, they need to like let it marinate a little bit. Like, you know, you know, we get a new Star Wars movie, it's huge. One, two years go by, on year three we get a new movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, that would give them more time to flash out the storyline a little bit more. And, and, you know, like, I'm cool with, like, I don't know, like this this last trilogy. Not, not that it was necessarily as individual movies. I don't think it was bad, but you know, we, we talked about this in our Star Wars podcast. But like, I just think that as a trilogy, it just didn't really really work together, you know. Um, and, but I, I hope that like, and, and I'm starting to see the cracks in in like the Marvel and and things like that, you know, with um, you know, with Marvel. I, I think um, ironically, one franchise that is kind of done pretty well at spacing stuff out is actually ironically the fast and furious series mm-hmm. not that those movies are cinematic masterpieces but like i think they they do really good with moving forward you know car combat and car 
car stunts and things like that. And, and they're just fun movies. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying though, um like what is it? Fast and Furious has been going on for far too long. It just it just needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah, it started in what, two thousand one? Uh, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, that is hilarious. I mean, well, there was actually, I think, like there was um, a movie in the '60s called Fast and Furious. I don't think it's obviously it's not related, but yeah, I think it, it's just. Yeah, I think it's it, end. I, I think it's well. Okay, look. Here's the thing, guys. You know, if, if movies make money, they will make another one. <laughs> if they don't make money, you know, they're they're you know they're probably not going to make another one. Um, I don't know. You know. Um, I think Indiana Jones, I could have used more Indiana Jones movies when Harrison Ford was a lot younger. You know what I mean? Like in the 90s, I could have probably used right. a couple. Just a couple. Like maybe like they they could they did a trilogy in the 80s. They could have did a trilogy in the 90s. You know what I mean? And then maybe a trilogy in the yeah. 2000s and just kind of call it a day. I don't know. Uh, Jumpman, are you a big Indiana Jones fan? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen I've seen the um, Indiana Jones. Uh, I've seen I've seen all the movies. How do you feel about um, the, the Dial of Destiny? Looks good to me. But it does, yeah. Dial of Destiny looks really good. I'm skeptical, though. I'm very skeptical. Now, to be fair, I saw um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in theaters, and I, I liked it. I, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's it's okay for a movie in general, but it's just not a good Indiana Jones film. I understand. It's not up to snuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I get it. You know, I, I get it. Um, I just like Kate Blanchett, you know, as the, the, the Russian, like, protagonist. Or, sorry, antagonist. Um, that was cool. Wow. We talked about a lot of stuff in this podcast. So, listen, guys, we are going to be wrapping it up soon. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, well, put them in the comments. Uh, obviously, you can join our Discord. Um, you can check out any merch and fun stuff at thevoid.gg. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, any closing statements about the Mario movie, Jumpman? Um, um, let's go. Yeah, there we go. See? See? <laughs> yeah. uh, JD, that closing was my statements. Impression. Uh, see you guys next episode. <laughs> there you guys have it. The Void Playground. We will see you. Thank you guys in the next episode. Thanks for watching.